Come on. Hallelujah. Let there be a sound of rejoicing. Let the sound of rejoicing fill this Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. It's the sound of victory. Hallelujah. Come on, praise the Lord. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Come on. Give the Lord a dance. Hey. Hey. Of rejoicing. Hey. He has made a way. Where there was no way. Hallelujah. Rejoice! Hallelujah! Hey! Let the sound of rejoicing fill this house. Do you believe it? He has made a way. For there was no way. Hallelujah! Hey! It's the sound of freedom. Breakthrough is coming your way. up your hands with me. Father, we are so grateful for today. We thank you, Lord. Have your way in this, our service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Don't sit down yet. Today, I want us to pray for all fathers. Hallelujah. Any father figure in your life, you know, it's not only your biological father who is your father. But there are other fathers also. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. The Bible says what? That though you may have 10,000 instructors in Christ Jesus, yet have you not many fathers. Amen. So, you have not many. That means that you have more than one. And therefore, you are going to pray for any father figure in your life. It may be your father-in-law. It may be um, your stepfather. It may be biological father, spiritual father, father in ministry, father in Christ. Okay? Even your father in sin. The one who taught you how to smoke. Pray for him that God will deliver him. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we are lifting up prayer for all kind of fathers that God has given to us. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. As we pray and commit all fathers into the hands of God. Somebody thank God for your father. Maybe your biological father is not alive. But God has given you some other fathers in your life. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. 
Lift up your voice. Pray for your father. Pray for your biological father. Pray for your spiritual father. Pray for your stepfather, your father-in-law. Pray in the name of Jesus. Whatever figure that God has given to you of a father, you are praying. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice this morning and pray in the name of Jesus. Every father figure in your life. My God, my God, we lift them up into your hands, Lord. We lift them up into your hands, Lord. We lift them up into your hands, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Bless every father, Lord. Bless our fathers, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. Heal them, O God. Turn their hearts around, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want us to bear up our father Bishop Doug in prayers. Amen. Amen. A father is somebody through whose existence and activities has given birth to something or someone. And through the activities that God has done through the life of Bishop Dag, this church and other churches have come to exist. This morning, we want to lift Father Bishop Dag into the hands of the Almighty Father. That God will take, God will uphold him. God will heal him. God will secure him. God will deliver him from wicked people. God will bless him. And God will raise many children unto him in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice as we lift up our Father. We shall tag into the hands of God in the name of Jesus. Lift up our Father. We shall tag into your hands with God. We pray, O God, that your hand will be holy, Lord. Wave after wave, wave after wave, the glory of the Lord fill this holy place. Oh, wave after wave. Oh, wave after wave. The glory of the Lord. Come on, sing with me. Build this holy. Oh, wave after wave. Wave after wave. Come on, lift up your voice. 
wave after wave. Let the glory fill the glory of the Lord. Oh, fill this holy place. Oh, wave after wave, wave after wave. After wave, wave after wave. The glory of the Lord fill this holy place. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We commit this service into your hands. Thank you for our brothers and sisters who are still on the way coming. Lord, bring them here safely, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let wave after wave, may your glory fill this house. Let your glory fill everybody. This is the spiritual encounter service. Cause everyone to have a spiritual encounter with you today. In the name of Jesus. May we not live here the same way we came. We thank you, Father. And we bless your holy name. Give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone will shout, Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be here? When it rained, I said, today we will see those who have faith and those who have no faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you have faith, nothing moves you. You are able to still come, no matter the situation. It is for this reason why I'm praying that every motorbike will become a car. You are not saying amen, no. Yes, they will. Wave after wave, they will become. Hallelujah. Those who have no motorbike at all, God will bring you a direct car in the name of Jesus. No motorbike is to sustain you until the car comes. So if the car can come, why do you opt for a motorbike first? Receive your car in the name of Jesus. I said receive your car in the... It is according to your faith. Receive your car in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Our scripture for today is taken from Malachi chapter 4. Verse 5 and 6. Malachi. Chapter 4. Verse 5 and 6. Amen. Are you there? Turn, 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 turn your Bible there. Tap to the place. Swipe. What again? Open. Jump to the place. <laughs> Alright. Shall we read it together? Ready? Go. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and verse 6. Behold, I can't hear anybody reading, no. Behold, let's start again. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Behold, I send you Elijah, the prophet before the coming of the great day and great and dreadful day of the Lord. And the heart of the children to the fathers. Lest I come and smite the air with a curse. Let's read it again. Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 and 6. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers. To the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Hey, 
Shall we read it one more time? Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Behold, I send Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the to their children and the heart of their children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Amen. So there is a day of curse coming. And why the curse is coming is because the heart of the children are not with their father. And the heart of the fathers are so also not with their children. And the Bible says that before he sent the curse, which is that day, that dreadful and that great day of the Lord, he is going to send you Elijah or Elijah. And when Elijah comes, one of his main duties is that he's going to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you can see a lot of curses all around. And a lot of the curses stem from the fact that many children are having a bad relationship with their fathers. And many fathers are having a bad relationship with their children. But before the curse comes, he says that he's going to send Elijah. When Elijah comes and he preaches and the people do not turn their hearts to their children and their children to their, to their, to their, their fathers, then a great curse is coming upon the earth. A great curse is coming upon the earth. May the Lord deliver you from that curse. I say, may the Lord deliver you from that curse. One of the most common things that is happening on our earth today, in our generation today, are many children whose hearts are not with their fathers. Many children are standing seriously against their fathers. And many fathers are continuously cursing their children. It's sad. It's sad. But on this Father's Day, my prayer is that every child here, your heart will be turned towards your father. And every father here, your heart will be turned towards your children. Amen. Sometimes you see how the play was. There will be one or two stubborn children who go astray. But a father must be able to have a heart turning towards their children. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Somebody shout amen. amen. Let this word fill your heart this week as we celebrate Father's Day. Father, is it Father's Week or Father's Day? Yeah, there is only today. <laughs> the whole month. Eh, but we have, we have crossed 19 days already. We didn't experience anything. <laughs> we are celebrating it. Lord, may the Lord help, help us. But when Mother's Day is coming, it's not easy at all. Uh Even if you are dead, you (laughs) hear. But when Father's Day is coming, hardly do we hear that Father's Day is coming. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to share with you from our Father's book, Those Who Are Dangerous Sons. Those Who Are Dangerous sons. And I'm talking to you today about, today I'm not really talking about the sons or talking to the sons much, but I'm talking to the fathers and the father figures in our life. Hallelujah. 
One of the things that we are seeing is that it's not only the heart of the children that are away from their fathers, but also the heart of the fathers are away from their children. Amen. Sometimes when we read Ephesians chapter 6, we normally ends in verse 3. But when you go to verse 4, look at Ephesians 6, 4. There are also other scriptures that are admonishing fathers also. I said verse 4. 6, 4. And ye fathers, so from here you see that he's now turning the attention to the fathers. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. It is a fact that there are many bad fathers around. But whether your father is bad or not, does not exonerate you from the fact that you must honor your father. You know, honor your father is not a feeling that you do when you feel like doing. It's not something you do when you feel like. But like this morning when we read in the first service in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16, where this scripture actually comes from. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 6, 1 to 3 comes from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. Or even more, you see it in the, in the, yes, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is a repetition of Exodus. When you go to Exodus chapter 20, you see the Ten Commandments. Let's go to Exodus 20. Today we want to do a little Bible um, exposition small. You see Exodus chapter 20 where God gave the commandment to Moses. He said, Exodus 20 from verse 1. Exodus 20 from verse 1. God spake all these words saying, Two, I am the Lord thy God. When I was in Anglican church, before I did what we call catechism, we were made to memorize all these things. I will start from beginning and I will quote Exodus chapter 20, dear Charlie. If you don't know, you can't come for catkeys. <laughs> you can't come. You must know all. Exodus chapter 20. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of bondage, out of the house of bondage. Then we start. One. That's the first commandment. Commandment number one. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. For the Lord thy God is jealous. Or thou shalt not make unto thyself any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in the earth beneath or under the earth or on the water under the earth. Verse 5. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I, the Lord thy God, I am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Whenever you serve an idol, you hate God. An idol worshiper is someone who hates God. So this is the first commandment that God gave to Moses. Tell my people, thou shalt have no other gods but me. No graven image or the likeness of anything above, on the earth, or in the water under the earth. Because some people's graven images are somewhere under. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Think your wife is jealous. God says he's a jealous God. That is the female part of uh, God. Jealousy. <laughs> Amen. And said, you will visit 
the iniquity upon you, children, to the third and fourth generation, if you are an idol worshiper. Some of the curses some people are experiencing today from the third, fourth generation, from your great-grandfather, grandfather, father, I mean, even up to the third and to the fourth generation, it cuts across just because of the idol worshiping. Two, that is verse six. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Okay, next one, verse seven. This is the second commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. When you are following that, you say, Jesus, see, thou shalt not, I mean, you are taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Even when you are sneezing, Jesus, that's no good. (laughs) Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold you guiltless. Anyone that takes his name in vain. That's the second commandment. The third commandment is the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Hey. After this time, there are some people who are still disputing about the Sabbath. When Jesus Christ came, he said that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. He said, anyone who comes to me, I will give him rest. Sabbath means rest. The Sabbath now is not a day, but a person. And that is Jesus Christ. When you don't have Jesus, you don't have the Sabbath. Jesus is the Sabbath. It's not a, a day. That is why he said, let no one judge you on holidays, on special days. There's no special day to serve God. Every day is a day to serve God. Once you have Christ, you have the Sabbath in you. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Then the fifth commandment, or is it the fourth? This is what? Is it the second commandment? The third? Third commandment. Go on. Six days. Okay, no. Okay, number nine. Verse nine, verse nine. Six days shall thou work. Shall thou do all thy labor and do all thy work. Verse 10. But the seventh day is the Sabbath day of the, of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy men servant, nor thy maid servant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger, that is within thy gate. No work. And on the, that day thou shalt do no hard work. No work. But these days, every day is a day. Every day is a day. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the seventh day, the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Verse 12. This is the fifth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So, Deuteronomy chapter 5 is a repetition of this scripture which in the New Testament came in Ephesians chapter 6. The emphasis shows you how important this scripture is to God. That you honor your father and your mother. Maybe you should go through all the Ten Commandments. The next one, verse 13. Thou shalt not kill. When Jesus came, he explained that killing is not taking a knife and stabbing somebody. But when you hate a brother, hate anybody for, without any cause or whatever, Hating somebody to the extreme point of you wish that the person was even gone. That is, you are a murderer. That shall not kill. That shall not commit adultery. Jesus also redefined adultery. That it is not just taking the dress of a woman and doing the things you think it is. 
but when you even look lastfully at somebody, including the women looking at the men lastfully, because that one too is also there. Because one day there was, there was a woman who was in church, and then he asked another person, said, the guy, the man leading the praise and worship, is he married? They said, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. So as the guy is leading the praise and worship, the lady was in the church lasting after the guy. So it's not only men that last after women. Do you understand? It's, 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 it's cut across. Hey. The lady just stood up and said, oh, no. Oh, no. Why should she be married? Why? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Next one. Thou shalt not steal. So I didn't steal. I just took it without permission. Taking somebody's thing without permission is stealing. <laughs> thou shalt not steal. The next one. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Don't bear false witness. The witness you are witnessing, you know that it is not true. But you are bearing false witness. False witness against thy neighbor. Next one. Thou shalt not covet. Hey. Thou shalt not covet. Thy neighbor's house. Thy neighbor's wife. His men servants. I don't know why they didn't say thy neighbor's husband too. Because some people too covet that one. Nor his maid servant, nor his ox, nor his, because these days people convert people's husbands more than even their wife. Yeah. More, 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 more. Nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Hey. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise and the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. That's when Moses came down. Amen. So the fifth commandment says that honor thy father and thy mother. And this is the only commandment that has promise. That it may be well with you. And that your life or your days on this earth will be long. There is no mojeduro you can drink to make your life long on this earth. You can drink. Ah, but when you don't honor, your life will be cut short. It takes honoring your father and your mother to prolong your life on this earth. Hallelujah. Honor thy father and thy mother so that thy days may be long, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you. Amen. Today, I want to speak to fathers. Sometimes I feel that the emphasis is so much on honor your father, honor your father, honor your father. And sometimes... Fathers also live in under this scripture and so much, so much that they don't do what they are supposed to do. In this book, Bishop says about the marks of a father. If you say you are a father and therefore you want people to honor you, what are some of the things that makes a father a father? Do you understand? Having sex and producing babies, everybody can do it. That is not the key mark of a father. No. These days, our children we have taken to secondary school 14, 15. No, they are even blowing people. That, that, is, not, that is not what makes you a man, and that's what not makes you a, 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 a father. Do you understand? So, you must understand. Not every man of God is a father. 
That's why Paul said, though you may have 10,000 instructors, many people are instructors, not many fathers. Not many pastors are fathers. Not all pastors are fathers. Not all prophets are fathers. No, not every man that you see is a father. Every man is a potential father, but not every man is a father. You may have a pastor who is not a father. You may have a prophet who is not a father, a teacher, an evangelist or something who is not a father. That's why Paul said, you may have 10,000 instructors. They tell you, do this, do that, do that, but not many fathers. What is the mark of a father? What makes someone a father? What makes someone a father? That's what we are looking at. And I'm talking to you from this book, Those Who Are Dangerous Sons. Amen. <laughs> He says that, the first one, a father has the ability to produce sons and daughters. A father has the ability to produce sons and daughters. Amen. The cardinal sign of a father is not the age. The cardinal sign of a father, sometimes as soon as we see old people, then we always say, father, father. Father, but not the age necessarily. It's not the age that makes someone a father. It's not the age. But the cardinal sign of a father is the fact that he has brought forth a son or a daughter. Through his activities, he has caused somebody to be existent. Someone is existing today through his activity. And I said that it is not only biological fathers that we have. I may not give birth to you biologically, physically, but maybe my activity has caused something to exist in you or has brought you into the existence of something. That makes that person a father. That's why I can say Bishop Doug is a father. I didn't know anything about ministry, pastoring the church, being a pastor. His activity in my life has made me a pastor today, which never existed in my father. When my father... Dobiruo Tevia Emisa gave birth to me. I was not a pastor. But somebody's activity has made me to become a pastor. Then that person becomes my father. Because through what he did in my life, I have come to exist. When somebody's activity has brought you into Christ, you were a sinner, a fornicator, a liar, a thief, whatever you were in the world. You were a worldly person, following worldly things, and you never knew Christ. But through somebody coming to you, speaking to you, preaching to you, leading you into Christ, you have now become a Christian. Then that person becomes your father in Christ. Your father in Christ. So a father is anybody who has, a, 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 who has the ability to produce somebody. Produce somebody. Maybe you didn't know how to sing, but somebody coached you. Somebody led you, taught you, fathered you, and brought you forth. Now today you are a great musician. You have become a son or a daughter to that person because through that person's activity, today you exist as a great singer. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That is a father. Through his activity, Something has come to exist. Amen. Now he says that most of us became fathers when we were young and in our 20s. We developed the 
and perfect the art of fathering as we grow older. The cardinal sign of a father is his ability to produce offspring. So, you can become a father of your basenta through produce. Not that we have given you three people. And after three months, there are two. We gave you six people and said, this is a basenta. After six months, those six people have become one. Are you a killer or your father? <laughs> a terminator. Because somebody who doesn't have, you see, who doesn't have the fathering gift kills people easily. Yes. Kill people easily. Amen. A classic example of this truth is seen in the lives of the two prophets, Elijah and Elisha. Even though Elisha was, had a greater anointing than Elijah, Elisha had greater anointing than Elijah. He asked for a double portion and he operated in a double portion of the anointing of Elijah. But Elijah was able to produce Elisha. But Elisha couldn't produce uh, what's the guy's name? Gehazi. Into a prophet. We, we should have had prophet Elijah, prophet Elisha, prophet Gehazi. But what we have is Prophet Elijah, Prophet Elisha, and Leprous Gehazi. <laughs> he became a leprous instead of a prophet. So even though Elisha operated in a double portion of the anointing, did many great things, at the end of the day, Elisha was not a father. Why? Because he did not have anybody succeeding him. In life, it's not about going, but it's about who succeeds you when you are gone. I have always known the sources of my ministry by how, what happens when I am gone. The sources of my ministry is not what happens when I'm around, but what happens after I am gone. After I am gone. When I'm gone and the things I was being proud of is collapsed, then it means that I was not a father. I couldn't produce any offspring to take over what I was doing. So you should ask yourself, what is the offspring you are bringing? Who is your offspring? Who are you mentoring? Who are you bringing up? Who are you bringing up? Who are you bringing up? That is one key sign of a father. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. A father has a large heart. Of forgiveness. A large heart of forgiveness. Notice how Elijah was deserted by his first servant, but still took another servant called Elisha. Elijah's first servant was not Elisha. If you remember, Elijah went to the mountains to pray that rain will come. He prayed. And then there was a boy with him. The Bible never mentioned his name. But the Bible said, he said to servant, go and check the rain, whether the rain is coming. Then he'll go and say that there is no rain. Then he said, go again. Then he went, said, I don't see anything. He said, go again the third time. I don't see anything. Then he went the seventh time. And then after the seventh time, he said, I see a small cloud like the fist of a man. Then he said, that is it. What you are seeing, that is it. 
That is the rain that is coming. Go and tell Ahab that he should saddle his horse and his chariot and he should take the lead unless the rain stop him. That was the servant, the first servant. But we don't know what happened to him. After some time, we couldn't see that servant around anymore. The next thing we saw was that he was moving somewhere and he saw a man called Elisha. He was a farmer plowing his field. He had oxen, oxen and other things and he was plowing the field. And the Bible says he cast his mantle on him. And immediately Elisha understood that thing and took the mantle. And the Bible says that he, he took the oxen and slew them and bore them together with the instrument thereof and gave it to the servant that they were with. And then immediately he started to follow Elijah. There are some children whom God will give to you. But after some time, they will abandon you. But the one who has a fathering heart knows how to forgive and start again. He knows how to forgive and start again. Many children that God will give to you, they will be nonsense to you. They will, they will operate stupidly to you. Look at their prodigal son. Look at the prodigal son. When you read his story, and you, you feel like this guy, if he's coming home, I should slap him and sack him. But the father, a, a mark of a father is that you have a heart of forgiveness. Big one. In fact, the, 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 the number of children you have is equal to the bigness of your heart. When your heart is small, you can only contain nonsense for two people. Only two people. But when your heart is big, your nonsense container becomes big. And then you can contain everybody's nonsense. Everybody. That's why you have so many. So when you see typical fathers, or pastors who are typical fathers, you see a large crowd following. You don't know why the people are following you. But because the man's heart. Sometimes they have not even met the person personally. But their heart. You see, a heart is a spiritual thing. A heart is a spiritual thing. A heart. Is a, that's why you must pray for your heart all the time. Pray for your heart all the time. What is in your heart will finally come out one day. It's not what, what is in your heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. You can be giving us speeches, but the day you are relaxed, what is in your heart will come out. A father has the ability or has a large heart to forgive. Look, if you don't forgive, you, you, you cut off all your sons. Shop, 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 shop. Like that. A heart, a large heart to forgive. Because once you take the reign of fathers, fatherhood, you have taken the reign to operate and, 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 and accept nonsense. Yes. Sometimes if you can't contain, you take a belt and you lash them after them, you forgive them, then you move on. But Sally, you must have a heart to forgive. When you can't forgive, you will never have any child. Some of the typical fathers who are alone, now they are in their 60s, but they are alone. And you, when you go into it, you see that those people did not have a heart of forgiveness. They cut off every child who played their nonsense. And now they are old. And they wish that such children are with them. But no one is there. No one is there. No one is there. As a father, you must have a heart to forgive. A large heart. So that you can contain many, many people. They will betray you. 
in this ministry, I've seen many people, like, I mean, the current pastors who have risen up. This is not the first time. If you read loyalty and disloyalty, you see that this, what is happening now, they are all written in the book, which was written 2000, I think 2000 or something. 98 or 2000, that's when the book was written. If you read it now, all the things that, the only thing, I was telling somebody that the only reason why we didn't hear those ones was because there was no social media. There was no social media at that time. You would have heard it. But today, because there is social media, anybody who, when you wake up and you have a dream cry, you can tweet. You can Facebook it. For the whole world to hear. You can, anything at all you are doing, you can just put on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram for people to see. And all you need is somebody to comment and somebody to comment, another person to comment and share and then the, the whole thing is moving around. It's moving around. Yeah. I mean, yesterday my wife was showing me an audio that somebody has put there saying that Bishop Dag is insulting Asante Hine. How many people have seen it? I mean, I saw And when I was looking, I said, ah, this is a camp 2000 and something. It came many years ago that I was there. After about 20 or 15 years, you are now pulling it and saying that it's insulting. And when you look at the thing, then you see that, ah, where is the insult? What he was saying is exactly like what I'm saying. A father is not just somebody who has penis who can have sex. But a father is somebody who can produce and look after children. He was saying that if you are saying you are, you are a king, then it is not about the number of girls you have, but it's about the legacy you leave behind that makes a king a king. No, somebody have put it on Facebook. It's insulting. And then I, I was just looking at the comments. Somebody said, ah, I mean, but what is wrong with what he's saying? This is the truth. This is the truth. If you say you are an MP, let us see by your words. Let, let us see. Let us see. By your words, we shall know you. It's not by the number of girlfriends you have. No. May the Lord have mercy on them. So that is 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 15 to 16. He said to the servant, go. And he went. Go. And he went. Seven times. And after the seventh time, he found small. He said, that is it. That's the rain. That's the rain that is coming. But that servant, we don't know what happened to him. Don't want what happened to him. During my consecration, Bishop Dak said that. There is a reason why I shouldn't consecrate you. When I look at all that my sons have been doing to me, we were 12. There is a reason why these 12 people, I shouldn't consecrate them. But there is also another reason why I should consecrate them. When a father has a heart of forgiveness, he keeps on moving on and on and on and on and on. Even though people betray you, you still trust and move on. People will betray you, but you still trust and move on. The fact that somebody has disappointed you does not mean that you can't, you, all men are the same. And he said, uh, all men, anybody who walk in trousers are the same. No. Trust and move on. I said, trust and move on. A heart of forgiveness will lead you to a better place in the name of Jesus. Number three. Number three. A father has a lot of patience. A father had a lot of patience. Anyone who has a lot of patience will have a lot of children. 
fathers are able to wait for people to change and improve. Yeah. Look. After nine months of a woman going to the labor ward, push, push, what comes out? Three kilos. <laughs> Something small. You can even use one hand to hold it like that. Three kilos. Some even 2.5. Yes. Zero point something. You can, you, can, you can easily put the baby in your hand like that. After nine months of hard labor. <laughs> this is what that you get. Now, takes a father to be patient. Patient. Buy a lot of lactogen. Pampers. Feeding bottles. It takes patience. Look, at a point when I buy the pampers, I buy the large one, the big one. <laughs> Sometimes my wife can come and buy plants. I say, why do we do we are we pampers dealers in this house? But within a twinkle of an eye, shoo, everything is gone. No, a father must be patient. That little two kilos or three kilos that you are seeing, if you are not patient, it's like, ah, what is this? Ah. Oh. See, what you are throwing away, what you are is your future doctor. I said, what you are throwing away is your future lawyer. But you need patience. You need, you need to be patient. You need to be patient. There are times you'll be carrying a weary on your last. Ah! You don't catch the bottles. <laughs> be patient. Be patient. When you don't have patience, you can never operate in the gift and anointing of a father. A father has patience for people to change look at the prodigal son the father was patient enough for the son to go and do all the stupid things and still come back he was patient if it was this modern day i'm sure the father will be there graphic is reporting times is reporting uh which other newspapers huh chronicle cnn bbc facebook Everywhere they will be, they will be, especially the man was a prominent man, a prominent man, and you'll be there, and then people are sending him WhatsApp. I, I captured this, I captured your son. <laughs> I captured him. He was holding a wee, it is like a, a, a king. Long while like that, and he was pulling it like that. I captured it and they sent it to you. I'm sure the father was so discouraged, disheartened. But a father, a true father, has enough patience to make people change. People change. Give them chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. After chance. Either than that, you kill all your children. When you became full and then, then gun, pull. Next. No, you don't have anything. You kill all of them. You don't have anything. Your house will be a firing squad. Kill everybody. When J.J. Rollins took over power, he lined some people up, judges and whatever, and killed all of them. In his 
in his young mind at that time, he thought that by killing these people, all those things would cease. But he was president and he saw. One day he went to visit one of his ministers. He said, hey, whose house is this? He said, hey, how, how did you get this house? Oh, you know, we get them, we get them. But by that time, he has matured to know that you can't kill every corrupt person. Or else, the time will come, you won't have even one leader. You have time and patience to allow people to change. 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 There are people who become pastors today, as we are sitting here today, they are fornicating lies. If I have a camera and I put it on them and it's on the screen, you will see it. But these people, eh, they will become pastors one day. If you don't have the heart of a pastor, of a, of a father, you will cut everybody off. You will rule everybody. Yesterday I was talking to Bishop K. He mentioned somebody's name. He said, hmm, the world is an amazing world. Never thought that this person today can become a pastor. But when you look at all the activities, some of the people you rule them out, they are the people who become great one day. Yeah, they are the people. They are the people. Isaac ruled out Jacob entirely. Said, This is my son Jacob, a swindler, 419. He's a, he's a, he ruled him out. But today, where is Esau? Where is Esau? But Jacob, who became Israel, is still existing today. The nation of Israel is still existing today. But Jacob, 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 Jacob. One day a certain man had sons. He said, this my son will become a pastor. This one will become this. The one that was least considered as a pastor is the one who rather has become a pastor. And the rest rather are not. You can't rule out anybody if you are a father. All your children. Have patience with them. Be patient with them. Be patient with them. You never know. A father has a lot of patience. He can wait for as long as possible. And that's one of the secrets of the snake, of the serpent. Patience. Ability to wait. For people to change. Your wife will change. It's just a matter of time. Your husband will change. It's just a matter of time. Develop that heart of being patient. It is a great mark of a father. Say amen. And then the last one. Yes, patience to wait for the right beloved. It's also very important. The last one. A father produces his children. He provides, sorry. A father provides for his children. A father. To give birth is not just, that's not the end of fatherhood. And you pride yourself, I have 16 children. You don't take care of any of them. It doesn't make you a father. The correct sign of a father is provision. Provision. That's why when we are praying to our heavenly father, we say, give us this day our daily. Because we know he's a father. He's a father. You call yourself a father. You have separated yourself from the school fees of your children. You know that as for the mother, you worry. As for you, dear Charlie, when it's time to pay school fees, then you go on trek. 
As soon as it's time to pay school fees, you are on track. And you are in uh, three months before you come. What do you mean? If you can't provide, don't produce. What did I say? If you can't provide, don't produce. <laughs> your production rate should be equal to your provision rate. <laughs> it should be a proportion. And just now, see me out there until you are just producing and producing and producing. No provision. Hey, who born you by mistake? <laughs> Hallelujah. A real father produces and then provides. Produce and provides. Provision is very important. Amen. The reason why when we are doing Father's Day, you don't hear of it is because of this one, this particular point. Many fathers are runaway fathers. One day, a certain pastor was preaching after the service. Then a beautiful young lady approached. Say, oh, my name is whatever. Say, oh, wow, are you a newcomer? Yes, my, fa- my mother says you are my father. Who is your mother? When he mentioned the name, he understands. <laughs> the, the man was quiet. He realized that Charlie. My mother says, You are my father. <laughs> I pray that in this our generation there will be real fathers who will rise up and provide, provide house. Provide, provide for your children. Provide for your home. Provide, provide. Provision is coming in the name of Jesus. Sometimes fathers make children struggle too much. Many children have done things they shouldn't have done just because fathers, this cardinal sign of the father was not there. Provide advice. 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 As soon as your children get into the teens, then you must switch to just shouting on them, to sitting them down and talking to them. See, it changes. Sometimes fathers, we don't even know. We still even see our 23-year-old children as children. They are not children anymore. They are not children. I remember that day when my father said that, you are, you are old. You are, you are old enough. I can't do you now. It's advisory role that I play in your life now. And it's true. Provide advice. Provide direction. Help them to choose. Even when you are choosing your secondary school and courses, you are not even concerned. Provision is not just giving money on the table and walking away. That is not just provision. No. It's more than money. There are people who they have no relationship with their children. Only money. What, what do you need? What he needs it for Christ doesn't cost. What do you need? How much? Take it. No. You must be concerned. What is it for? Why at this time? Why not this? Provide direction. Provide counseling. Provide support. Provide emotion. Some of the children, they need emotional support. There are many fathers who think that their young ladies are virgins. Is it because you have not provided any avenue for your child? You see, I believe that. Eh? I believe that. You, you need 
to have that kind of relationship that your children can tell you practically everything. In those times when our fathers come, hey, 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 and they go away, it's, it's over. In this generation, especially a, technical, a, a technology generation like this, they know things, so. I said, they know things, so. I said, a seven-year-old boy told their mother, Mommy, you think I don't know things? I know things. <laughs> I know things. I know things. You'll be surprised the things they know. Come close and provide. Provide. I believe that the fathers of this generation are changing the baton race. I said they are, cha- they are becoming game changers. Game changers. You are changing the game from this generation. Changing the game from this generation. Rise up to become great fathers. During my time when my father is coming, everybody runs away. One father, he came home. As soon as the children heard the car engine, no. TV off, light up. Everybody's gone. When the man entered the hall, he can sense that there were people here. So he went to the TV and touched the TV. The TV is hot. <laughs> no, the man sat down and felt very sad. Why are my children running away from me? <laughs> Why are my children running away? Sometimes our relationship with them is not nice. We should be able to sit with our children. And then, me and my children, they like asking questions. Daddy, why this? Don't be angry. Explain. Because if you don't explain, they will find out how. You'll be surprised. They will find out why. So, when we're growing, my, my father realized it. So, any new gadget he brings, he'll call all the boys. Assembly. Okay, this one, this is how we operate it. You push this one here. Then you do this one. Because if you don't teach us, we will discover it. And by the time we discover, we are spotted. <laughs> by the time we discover, provide, provide all those things. By the time we discover, you see that the thing is sports. <laughs> it's sports. So he will take his time and teach us. This is how we do it. This is this. This is that. When it, means, when it comes red, it means this. Then put this one here. He will teach us everything. So that the thing can last. You there, you have a kid. Hey, don't touch it. Look, you can't be home 24 hours. You can't. And when you are not there, they will touch. They will touch. May we become fathers who provide. Who provide. Provide. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Just lift up your hands and pray. God is changing us. Game changer. New generation of fathers rising up with the anointing of the Father. 
the anointing of fathers, the anointing of fathers. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice. Mango shikete masikoto rabasikata rebiyanderebo sekete rebiyanderebo shikata lift up your voice as we pray. Rayanda rabadiyanda rabasikete remondo Lord we pray for the anointing of Father, anointing of Father, anointing of Father to come upon us, to come upon us, to come upon us. The anointing of Father, my God, my God, my God, my God. Mandiya derebose, rekoto rosheketete, rabababa, 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 anderebose keketete, rekoto rosheketete, derebose, rekoto anointing of Father, the anointing of Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I the Russian of a man. Like the rushing of a mighty wind, oh, come and feel our again. Like the rushing of a mighty wind, like a river. Like a river that has overflowed. Come on, sing it for the Lord. Like a river that has overflowed. Hey, come and build a heart again. Like a river that has let it overflow. Let it overflow. Hey. Let it overflow. Hey. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Let it, let it, let it, let it overflow. Let it overflow. May the anointing of God overflow in your life. Like a river that has overflowed, let it overflow in your life. May the grace of God overflow in your life. Let the power of God overflow in your life. Let the healing of God overflow in your life. Receive the power of God right now. Let there be an overflow right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you have an encounter right now. 
Anything for which reason you care, may the overflowing power of God enter into your spirit and bring you overflow blessing. Overflow blessing. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. All the days of your life. In the name of Jesus, He shall anoint you and your cup shall overflow. Let the blessing of God overflow in your life, in your marriage, in your ministry, in your job, in your business. Let there be an overflowing grace and anointing over you right now. Thank you, Father Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone will shout, Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. But don't sit down yet. Every head bow, every eye closed. You are here this morning. Every head bow, every eye closed. Maybe somebody invited you. Or you came on your own. Say, Pastor, pray with me. You know, the rejection of your father in heaven brings a curse. Maybe your heart is not with your father in heaven. He's supposed to be your father. But it's not because your heart is far away. This morning you are here or this afternoon. He said, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want, to, I want my heart to, to come towards the Father. I want my heart to turn towards the Father. You are here. You want, you want God to help you. You want God to help you. Pastor, pray with me. Lift up your right hand and let's see. I see your hand. Come forward. I come forward. Come forward. If you have lifted up your hand, come forward and I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Clap your hands for them. Okay, for her. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray. I pray for your daughter, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today, she's entering into the realm of becoming your daughter. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. My dear, lift up your hands and say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I know I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. I know my heart is far away from you. But today, I turn my heart towards you, Lord. I receive Jesus as my Lord. And my savior. From today, I will serve Jesus. I will follow him all the days of my life. Write my name in your book of life. Satan, from today, it, it is the end for me and you. Jesus is my Lord, and him alone will I serve. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for your daughter. Thank you. Thank you for this new soul into the kingdom. Heaven is rejoicing because of her. Bless her, Lord, and keep her in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you see our wonderful lady here? Go, she'll just have a word with you, and then you'll come back. Put your hands together as we receive time with the prophet. Communion time. Take your communion. You must believe in the communion so that you can partake of it. Believe in it. Believe in it. Believe in it. Believe in it. Hallelujah. Your faith will change everything. If you don't have faith, it will just be wine and bread you are, drink, you are eating and drinking. But if you have faith, you know that your faith can turn things around, become the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Shall we roll? Amen. Take your holy communion. This morning, I want you to go out with a blessing. The cup of blessing. The cup of blessing. You are blessed today through the cup of blessing. 
When we say the cup, it's also the bread. The bread and the wine together is a cup. Because we don't eat the cup. The cup contains something. So, the cup of blessing, is it not the communion? So, the, when we say the cup of blessing, is it not the communion? It, it is the communion. It is the bread. Yes. It's the communion. The communion is the cup. So, there is a blessing. And today, wherever you are and whoever you are, May there be a blessing on your life because of the cup and the communion. In the name of Jesus. The communion which is the bread and the wine, the blood of Jesus. Mm. Receive the body of Jesus Christ, the cup of blessing. And receive the blessing that is intended to enter you. Let it enter you now. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Receive blessing, blessing now. Mm. Receive blessing into you. Yes. Blessing into you. In Jesus' name. The wine, the blood. My God, whatever represents a grievous mistake, a grievous sin, a grievous error, a grievous mistake, may the blood of Jesus wash away even the memory, even the memory of your sin. The blood of Jesus. Now, in particular, the Holy Spirit is leading me to pray against breast cancer. Breast. Lay your hands. Breast. Men also have breast cancer. Women have breast cancer. After you close, get some oil and put it on and declare to your breasts they are crossing 70 with ease. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Yes, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for healing for every breast disease. And also protection. Not just for today. For tomorrow. For the years ahead. For mercy. For recovery. For healing. For every disease of fear. Disease of fear. Disease of terror. Disease of distraction. Disease of horror. Yes. Shortening of life is rebuked. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive your healing. I receive your healing. 
and receive your protection. I pray for you. I pray for your breasts to be protected, to be healthy, to be delivered from whatever is moving around, whatever is roaming around, whatever is killing, whatever is killing, young and old, in the name of Jesus. Be healed and be protected in Jesus' name. Now receive the blessing of the Lord. May he cover you. May he remember you. May you be precious to him. The Lord make his face shine on you. The Lord help you. The Lord bless you. May the blessing of the cup of blessing that you have received enter into the whole of your body and into your life. May the blessing affect everything that is in you and everything about you. Receive blessing. Receive blessings. Destroy it not. For there is a blessing in it. Let this be your portion. Indestructible. Because the blessing is in you. Yes, Lord Jesus. Wow. Put your hands together. It's powerful. Amen. I, I also want to continue to pray. I want to pray for anybody here. You know, the scripture we read today, Malachi 4, I believe that that scripture is activated and it's causing a lot of people to struggle on this earth. It is. When the heart of your fathers are not with you and the heart, your heart is not also with your father, it releases a curse. So this morning, I want to pray that God will give you grace to restore that relationship and that any curse that has come upon you will be broken. If you are here, you are having issues with your father. Issues. You have, the relationship between you and your father is not what you wish that it should be or what the Bible says it should be. Come and I will pray with you. Don't be shy. If you are shy of your sickness, you will die of it. You know, come. Have an issue with your father. Maybe it's your father is not happy with you for something you have done. You have been begging, but it's not. Or maybe you yourself, you are not happy with your father or something. Some people are despising their fathers. I was preaching the first service. When you despise your father, the problems of your father passes on to you. You don't want to enter into your future with a curse lingering around you or over your head. Come, we want to break that curse. We want to pray for the grace of God to restore every bad relationship and pray that God will restore you. God will restore you. You are a father here to you. You know that you don't have, you have something against your son. You know, whenever the name of your son or somebody who you have fathered before is mentioned, you have that, these odd feelings about the person. Sometimes I feel like even cursing the person. You know, in the book you see, one of the supernatural powers of a father is the ability to cause a son or a daughter to rise or cause them to fall. Many fathers have caused their children to fall. You can cause your, your child to fall or to rise. Every father has that supernatural power. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for this one. Whatever the relationship is, any curse that has come 
as a result of that bad relationship. Lord, we pray for mercy. Let the blood that you poured on the Calvary mountain atone and forgive and cleanse and bring a restoration of a blessing in the name of Jesus that it may be well with you. That it may be well with you. I break every curse that has come upon you because of this bad relationship. May God bring you a restoration. A restoration. A restoration. A restoration. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whatever he has done or the Father has done that has resulted in a curse. Hey, Lord, I stand as your servant and I intervene. I have finished the service. I should pray for them. Lord, I am obeying you. I stand and I block every curse. In the name of Jesus, I curse the curse. And I, de- I, 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 I declare that that curse dies from today. Release a blessing, Lord. Let there be release a blessing. Let there be a release of a blessing. A release, a release of a blessing. In the name of Jesus. Lord, restoration is coming. A blessing is coming. In place of every curse. Any curse that have been reeling, reigning and ruling. In the name of Jesus comes to an end today. Come to an end today. On this Father's Day, we curse and we break every curse. We curse the curse. We curse the curse to die. We break every curse. In the name of Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Lord have mercy. Whatever has brought a curse or is activating a curse upon this one in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bind it in the name of Jesus. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Any curse that has been released because of disobedience or despising or mocking or whatever it is, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy. Let that curse die. Let the root of that curse die in the name of Jesus. Any word that has been spoken by word or whatever in the name of Jesus any word that have been declared that is a form of a curse against this man oh God oh God have mercy have mercy Lord have mercy Lord let that curse oh God not survive not survive because we stand to plead for mercy we stand to plead for mercy let there be a restoration Lord in the name of Jesus Lord have mercy Lord have mercy let your blood speak let your blood speak let your blood speak in the name of Jesus, any word that has been spoken out of anger, head, offense, mind, God, have mercy. Let your blood atone, oh God. Let your blood atone. Forgive, oh God. Forgive, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God. Whatever the Father has done or He has done, that has released and activated the curse. Lord, have mercy. I stand as your servant and I block every curse on his behalf by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Release the blessing and the restoration in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name.